Welcome back to our uh, part two of this week's Warning Track Power Hour. Uh, we're going to jump into our 2023 NFL season preview uh, by looking at the AFC quarterbacks of the AFC West and AFC South divisions. Uh, we'll kick off by looking at uh, the Denver Broncos. So we have three quarterbacks on the roster, Russell Wilson, uh, Jarrett Stidham, and Ben DiNucci. Yeah, so and I think we probably have a pretty good idea what the order of all three of these quarterbacks are. Uh, Wilson, of course, is going to be the starter. He was brought in, you know, at great expense, both in terms of draft capital, players uh, coming and going, and also um, money. And uh, he did not have a very good year last year. Um, he will be, he's 34 this year. He'll turn 35 in late November. Um, he was only four and 11 as the Broncos starter last year, 3,524 yards passing 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Uh, it's a career low that he had in touchdown passes. Um, he had a high of 40 touchdowns in as recently as 2020. So 16 and 11, his passer rating was only 84.4, a uh, lot lower than his career rating, which is over 100, 100.2. He's 108 and 64 and one as a starter, uh, 308 touchdowns, 98 interceptions in his career. Uh, he was a uh, a draft pick originally and spent most of his uh, time early on with the Seattle uh, Seahawks and and he was drafted in the in the uh, third round, number 75 overall by Seattle in 2012. So he's been in the league for 11, this will be his 11th year, or 12th year starting, uh, 10, 10 in Seattle, two and two in, two in uh, Denver now. So he's, um, he played, he played in college at both NC state and Wisconsin. Um, he's only, he's one of the shorter quarterbacks in the league under six feet. One of the most successful quarterbacks probably ever who's under six feet tall. Uh, he has a nine and seven career playoff record, but only three and five since 2015. So he's uh, most of his playoff success was early in his career when uh, the Seahawks relied mostly on defense. It seems like probably the Broncos are going to try to rely mostly on defense again this year, but maybe have Wilson uh, step up uh, with the new Sean Payton, um, the new Sean Payton offensive system. Do you do you foresee Russell Wilson being more successful? This year than last year? I think he'd almost have to be more successful than last season, but uh, I, the division is just so tough. I don't know that there's that many wins to pick up to really make them, you know, a contender for like the division, but I mean, it's possible, but I think yeah, it'll still be a better season than last year. For they were five, were they five and 12 last year or something like that? Oh. And so, you know, maybe, maybe 500 ish. Nine and eight, they could finish. Eight and nine, nine and eight, yeah, somewhere in that. You figure maybe you can win the two. You know, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. They thought. I think people were thinking, you know, playoffs last year for Wilson, and maybe even challenging for the division title mm-hmm. last year, and that didn't happen. And you can blame some of it, I think, on Nathaniel Hackett, the overmatched coach who has moved to New York to be the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers, but. I think a lot of the problems were, were there anyway. And, and I, I don't think the, I don't know if it's 
personnel or just maybe Wilson is getting, you know, on the downward trend of his of his career. I mean, most quarterbacks, at least until until very recently, did not play extremely well in their mid thirties, even, you know, once, you know, early thirties uh, was seen as kind of the end of, of, of a lot of careers or mid thirties, you, you'd be kind of the end. So, but Wilson, you know, expected, I think, to be a very strong quarterback last year, but didn't, you know, it didn't live up, live up to expectations. So if he doesn't uh, pan out, I guess they, they would, tur- that the, the Broncos would turn to Jarrett Stidham as uh, the choice Stidham is 27, so he's uh, seven years younger than Wilson. He was a fourth round pick in 2019 by New- by the Patriots. He played for Auburn, and then he had transferred actually from Baylor in college. Uh, but he started two years at Auburn. He was um, he had 36 touchdowns to 11 interceptions as a quarterback at Auburn, so he did pretty well. He was early on a backup to Tom Brady and was thought he was actually going to be the starter when Brady left and went to Tampa, but uh, Cam Newton was brought in in 2020. Um, so Stidham didn't end up playing very much. He uh, was injured, missed most of 2021. Uh, then went to Las Vegas. Uh, last year, he started two games. Uh, he had a big game against San Francisco. Uh, and he's also started against the Chiefs. So he was one and one as a starter. But last year, he had 656 yards passing, four touchdowns, three picks, and 89 quarterback rating. This is his first year with Denver. He signed, a, I think, a fairly big contract as a backup quarterback. Um, so there's still some upside. Maybe he has some hopes of becoming a starter somewhere down the road. It's a, yeah, $3 million for this season for the backup. That is the highest paid backup in the AFC West, at least, anyway. What is Wilson getting this year? Wilson's at $22 million. Danucci is a... You know, sub one million dollar, nine forty k. Yeah, well, uh, Danucci's probably making the league minimum for his. He was a twenty twenty seventh round pick by Dallas. He's twenty six. Um, he started at Pitt, and then he went to James Madison in twenty nineteen. Uh, he had twenty nine touchdowns, six interceptions, thirty four hundred yards passing, almost six hundred rushing yards, and seven touchdowns. James Madison was one of the top teams in division um, in the FCS division so um so he played he, it was a lower level of competition than he had originally when he went to pit but um Danucci uh when he went to Dallas he started one game and he played in three games in 2020 replacing Andy Dalton he only has 219 career NFL passing yards no touchdowns center so he's very very little NFL experience but some he played for the Seattle Sea Dragons in the XFL in 2023 before uh, joining the Broncos roster. He's from Gibsonia, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Um, are you aware of the Pittsburgh area's very strong football tradition? No, not at all. Um, the, so so Zanucci, he went to Pitt Park for a little while, but, but Pitt is, I think, as number four overall in uh of all colleges in terms of how many of their pro uh, how many of their players turned pro and went to the hall of fame really and hit pro football hall of famers uh jimbo covert mike dicka chris dolman tony dorsett he was known as tony he was known as tony dorsett when he was in college but when he went to dallas he played with the cowboys he became tony dorsett 
uh, which sounds kind of uh, cool. We have a, we had a debate earlier about what Reed Sinnet, Reed Sinnet's uh, mm-hmm. name is pronounced. Yeah, apparently it's Sinnet, like Tony Dorsett. But yeah. uh, Tony Dorsett, Russ Grimm, uh, offensive lineman for the Washington, Washington Redskins for many years, Ricky Jackson, linebacker for the Saints, Dan Marino, Curtis Martin, Joe Schmidt, and Darrell Rivas. And uh, future Hall of Famers, probably, uh, certainly Aaron Donald, he went to Pitt, uh, and Larry Fitzgerald also went to Pitt. So they're probably, so yeah. it's probably going to be up to 12. And possibly, I don't know if LaShawn McCoy is going to be a Hall of Famer, but, you know, but it's surprising how many really good uh, pro football players went to Pitt. And most of them are from the Pittsburgh, a lot of them are from the Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other NFL Hall of Famers from the Pittsburgh area that didn't play for Pitt, but uh, Joe Montana, uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Franco Harris, who played for the Steelers, uh, Ty Law, who along with Ditka and uh, Darrell Rivas went to the same high school, Aliquippa High School, and uh, Jack Ham, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker, who was from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So that area has like uh, 17, 18, something like that, soon to be 20 Pro Football Hall of Famers in a very small, concentrated wow. area. Coal mining, steel country. Ben DiNucci to join that list? Probably not, unless, well, Wilson and Stidham go down and DiNucci somehow, you know, becomes a Tom Brady-like, has a Tom Brady-like ascent into uh, a starting position and then lasts for 10 10 or more years in the NFL. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he could, but yeah, I don't see it happening. Sorry, Mr. DiNucci, but... Anyway, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit about about uh, the Pittsburgh area. It's it's one of the historic, you know, kind of hotbeds of NFL talent um, that you would recruit in like Texas or Florida or California, but also Western Pennsylvania uh, for some reason. Uh, and coaches for some reason, uh, Youngstown, Ohio, is a hotbed of NFL coaches or college coaches like Nick Saban and Nick Bill Belichick and like. Bob Stoops and all those guys, they're all from like Youngstown, Ohio. So, which yeah. is not too far from Pittsburgh, but the Ohio side, I guess, is enough for the coaching. The The Pennsylvania side could be more for the... Uh, well, I've also heard that that rural West Tennessee produces some, you know, average-ish talent, I guess, too. <laughs> I can't remember. That's what we learned last week. I can't remember who the, who the, who, the, who was that player that was... Was that Dresser Wynn? Uh, I think so. I think it was Dresser Win. Dresser Win, it, it, yeah, he's he's in the running for worst name quarterback in the NFL. There's maybe one, at least one challenger that we'll have today. Yes, in in this division. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, one quick note before we move on uh, from the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Russell Wilson is one of the several um, AFC quarterbacks that um, are relatively affordable this season that become much less affordable um, next year. Wilson's uh, salary is at $22 million this year. He's going to make $35 plus million next season. So that may be, you know, something that, you know, the team's going to have to deal with as they move through uh, to the next year. Yeah, and that's, that's, that numbers doesn't always count, like, you know, um, signing bonuses and things like that. But they could restructure. Restructure, yeah. So he'll, he's, he's going to be paid one way or another. Yeah, and he's yeah he's a highly he be due to him in one one form or a different yes right yeah because Seattle Seattle gave him the big contract I think but they did not want to keep him around or did he sign it with New Denver I can't remember if he signed it before he got there or after well he had he must have had some left on his deal 
before coming over, they may have reworked it almost immediately. Yeah, uh, that's probably true. I've got I've got his stuff here. I can look it up here in just a second. It was looks like it is a new deal that he has with Denver. Uh, it looks like his uh Seattle deal was scheduled to end at the end of 2023. Okay. On Wikipedia, it says he signed a five-year, $245 million extension. So it must, $165 million guaranteed. So, yeah. So they re, so they redid his 2022 season and then added four seasons plus, it looks like there may be two more even. Yeah. It's an average of 49 million a year, but the way it's structured, it's probably, yeah, balloons towards the end. It, um yeah so ne- this year 22 next year 35 um 2025 would be 55.4 million dollar cap hit and then it's 58 53 54 but there is an out after 2025 so but but it seems like the, if if wilson you know doesn't pan out like they thought he would at least the the broncos are still kind of stuck with him for two more years after this season so He's still yeah. got three seasons in Denver, probably no matter what. He has a, a dead cap number of 107, so that's how much he has left on his contract right now for this for this year. So if they decided to let him go, they would eat mm-hmm. that number, I think, on their on their salary cap, which they would. That's like a half. That's like half. They're, the, not, doing, they're not doing that. That's too much. That's half the uh, budget that you have. I think it's 200. And, I don't know what it is 210 something like that million. I don't know what the cap is right now. For, yeah, it's somewhere in somewhere in that area. To 224.8, I see. Yeah, that sounds right. 224.8. Okay. Yeah, this doesn't show it directly. Anyway. Speaking of, of high cap hits, well, we have the Kansas City Chiefs who have one of the highest paid quarterbacks, but maybe some people have said maybe should be higher paid even than he is since a lot of these younger quarterbacks like uh, Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow have signed contracts recently that actually pay more than what Mahomes's long tenure contract uh, paid from a couple of years ago. We'll get to, you can get into those. But he is number one this year. He's number one this year. Yeah. How many? What was what his salary this year? According uh, to thirty nine point seven is his cap number for this season. Yeah, which is which is the highest amongst um, all the. Um, all the NFL quarterbacks for this season. Nope, number one, the number one overall. Yeah, highest cap hit, thirty nine point seven million. He's going to be twenty eight in September, September seventeenth. First round pick by the Chiefs in twenty seventeen. He was the number ten overall pick. The Chiefs traded up from number twenty seven with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, he was from Texas Tech. Um, and he had monster numbers in college, but I think a lot of people thought, well, Texas Tech quarterbacks and Big Twelve quarterbacks in that kind of spread offensive system have big numbers in college, but they don't produce in the NFL. And uh, Mahomes has produced monster numbers in the NFL. He's uh, led the chiefs to a 64 and 16 regular season record um, in 11 and three playoff records. So his playoff winning uh, percentage is just as high or even higher than uh, his regular season winning percentage, two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, 192 touchdowns, 49 interceptions over five years as a starter, career 105.7 passer rating. Last year, he threw for uh, his uh, season high 5,250 yards, 
uh, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think there's really any debate. Um, he is, you know, uh, not a huge quarterback uh, in terms of height, 6'2", uh, maybe not uh, book smart in the way that uh, some quarterbacks might want to be. Uh, he only got 24 on the Wonder League, which is about average for a quarterback, uh, but he seems to be kind of a football savant in the way that he remembers uh, the way coverages work or the way plays are run and can kind of improvise um, just with with ease and 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 really make other teams and players look foolish at, at times on the football field. So he's already probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, um, according to the Pro Football Reference Hall of Fame monitor, he has an 86.28 uh, in terms of all his stats. Uh, he's higher than Russell Wilson, who's been in the league twice as long, and who also has a Super Bowl championship himself. So Wilson is 83.01 on the quarterback Hall of Fame monitor. So, um, what's what's the cutoff number for what they say is a Hall of Famer for the for that? I think. Um, let me see. It was uh, the average. I think the average quarterback is about a hundred. So 108 is the average Hall of Fame quarterback right now. Okay, But that is kind of skewed by some, like Tom Brady, who hasn't gotten in yet, is a 263. Yeah, Eight titles man. count. Like, it's a, it's a fairly large counting stat that they add to. That's mm-hmm. right. Once so, you reach 40,000 yards passing, you get that's a, numbers. Once you get a certain number of touchdowns, you also get points, um, championships, uh, and all pro appearances, pro ball appearances, good stuff. So Mahomes has a lot of that, but he doesn't quite have the counting stats yet. MVP awards give you a lot. But yeah, uh, Peyton Manning is number one of quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame at 257.80. But Brett Favre is is, is uh, fourth all-time at 179. Johnny Unitas, 160. Joe Montana, 154. So that's about, those are like the heights originally. But yeah, Manning and Brady are both over 250. Aaron Rodgers is nearing 200 himself at 192. So modern quarterbacks who last a long time get high mm. numbers. And so like the yeah, average Hall of Fame MV- MVPs count for a very mm-hmm. large number, stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Like as so the average Hall of Fame quarterback is 108, but like some of the, the great quarterbacks of yesteryear are lower than that. like Bart Starr is 97, Terry Bradshaw is 95.7. Um you know, Dan Fouts is 92, Roger Staubach 93, Len Dawson is 69, Joe Namath is 70. So there's, you know, Mahomes has already passed him in those numbers. So, but, you know, quarterbacks ahead of him, like Philip Rivers is 98, Ben Roethlisberger about 100, Matt Ryan 106. You know, those are kind of borderline candidates, but they're higher than like some of the greats in terms just because they play in a pass happier era. I think Roethlisberger will probably make the Hall of Fame, but I don't know about Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers, you know, so Patrick Mahomes is just ahead of Eli Manning right now uh, and Russell Wilson. So it's hard to say who will, um, you know, how, how those numbers will be weighed. And I don't think the hall of fame actually looks at that hall of fame monitor that pro football reference puts up, but I think yeah. It's, well, it's is, a, is Eli Manning going to make it? Yeah, Eli Manning is 85.01, just below Patrick Mahomes. He has two championships, but you know, he's got a lot of passing yards. But it's a it's he has over 57,000 passing yards, but 
Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan are all over 60,000. So they have the counting stats a little bit higher. They don't have the championship. Roethlisberger has two championships as well. And he was, um, so, you know, I think Roethlisberger, his stats are a little better than Manning's. And I think he was seen as a quarterback, maybe that carried his team more yeah. than Eli did. And Roethlisberger also competed in the AFC against mm-hmm. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady during most of his career. So he had a maybe a harder um, route to the Super Bowl than Manning. But Manning, of course, beat two of beat Tom Brady twice and beat one of the uh, his court. You know, wasn't you know just him, but it was his Giants team that you know kept the. 07 Patriots from being undefeated. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes narratives like that uh, can, uh, can, can play a big yes, role. So he, looks like he finished his career in 2019. So we don't have to wait too much longer to find out. Yeah. Uh, for Eli, for Eli, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it's five, five years after retirement for NFL, like it is in baseball. I think. This, this would be, this would be his fourth season post-retirement this year yeah. so. and so maybe it'll be 2025 after next year then yeah. so 2025 nomination yeah. season will be his I first think. first ballot yeah yeah anyway but so that's Mahomes. he's all, we're already talking about him with uh the all-time greats and he's you know he's he's trying to chase people like joe montana and uh peyton manning and Tom Brady as as the upper upper echelon of of NFL quarterbacks. Uh, below him on the depth chart is has been maybe a little murkier than we than we thought probably at the beginning of training camp simply because um, Shane Bouchelle has been playing so well. But I think probably we would assume at this point still that Blaine Gabbert will be the backup quarterback to Mahomes. He's He'll be 34 in October. Like Mahomes, he was also the 10th overall pick in the draft. 2011 by Jacksonville. He's from Baldwin, Missouri, outside of St. Louis. He played at Mizzou. I saw him in college play against K-State. He ran for a couple of touchdowns, I think, in that game. He didn't look very good or very fast, but K-State really couldn't do anything about it. So I don't, maybe that's why he didn't end up being a great player in the NFL. He just wasn't. He, he couldn't outrun people in the way or play people in the way that he could in college, but he was with Jacksonville for three seasons through 2013. Then he went to San Francisco for three more Then Arizona 2017, the Titans 2018 Tampa Bay for the last four seasons, the last um, three years, whereas Brady's backup. Uh, he's six, four and a half big guy, a 42 on the wonder like uh, was Blake Gabbard. So a very high score. Um, for a quarterback, the average is about 24, 25. But if you get above a 40, it's out of 50 points. That's like really, that's a really impressive score. So he's, that was a 42. Um, so maybe he absorbs material very well. And that's maybe that's a very good thing for you know, someone like Mahomes to have as a, um, you know, a, a, a wizened veteran like uh, Chad Henney was or Matt Moore was when, when the uh, earlier on the Chiefs. But yeah, is it yeah, is a 12 and 36 career record as a starter. He hasn't started a game though since 2018 um, career. He has over 9,000 NFL passing yards, 51 touchdowns, 47 interceptions, about a 73 
passer rating. So he hasn't really been a full-time starter since 2013. Um, although he did start eight games replacing Colin Kaepernick in 2015, kind of that was when uh uh Kaep- people started souring on on Kaepernick in San Francisco, uh, when we had Blaine Gabbert uh taking over. But Gabbert, solid, reliable backup, probably. You wouldn't probably want him as your quarterback. For the whole season but you know if you have a few games and if you have a good roster like the chiefs do maybe he can be like a chad henny or a matt moore and win a couple of games when you when you need him to yeah um the opposite kind of approach as a backup uh will be shane bouchelle but you want to talk about gabbard some more i was gonna say one thing i because I, I just pulled up his stats because i wanted, i was curious to see how many championships he had gabbard has he, he does have the one then with tampa uh, but his um, Hall of Fame monitor number also came up. What What do you think his Hall of Fame Gabbert's Hall of Fame monitor number is? Eleven. I don't know. Zero point six three. Zero point six three. Almost mean to go to that extra decimal point when it's that low of a number. But zero point six three. I think if you're you get you get a certain number of points if you're on a championship team. But I think you yes. only if you're starting start, less. Yeah, especially as a quarterback. I think. Championships on the quarterback Hall of Fame monitor account for even more than most um, teams would. Um, well, another another uh, championship ring owner uh, on on the Chiefs quarterback depth chart is Shane Bouchelle, who got a ring as the third quarterback in twenty twenty two. But he's been with the Chiefs uh, since twenty twenty one. He's twenty five years old now. He was an undrafted free agent in twenty twenty one from SMU. Uh, same school Rasheed Rice played for. Uh, Bouchelle started out at the University of Texas, however, and he was in 2016 actually the first freshman to start opening day for as quarterback for Texas since Bobby Lane in 1944, a Detroit Lions Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, he's, he's a little short, uh, six feet tall. Um, he was replaced by Sam Ellinger um, at Texas, uh, who was being out for the job. He was injured, and, and they liked Ellinger better, so uh, he ended up transferring to SMU. Ellinger, who we'll mention, was with the Colts right now. Um, Shane Bouchelle is the son of Steve Bouchelle, former Ranger, Pirate, Cub. Uh, when uh, But when Steve Bouchelle, Shane's dad, was in college at Stanford, do you know what famous athlete was Steve Bouchelle's roommate mm. in college? He went to Stanford in the early 80s. He no, was John Elway's roommate. Really? In, in, in college, yeah. Um, when he went to uh, in ta- at, at SMU uh, in two seasons, he had 57 touchdowns to 16 interceptions. Uh, so solid uh, career at SMU, but wasn't drafted but it was a highly touted recruit coming out of high school, but he's challenging right now for the backup quarterback position. He's it's, you know, at least he'll be the third QB and probably kept on the roster because he was kept on the roster all of 2022 as an active player, not on the practice squad because they, the chiefs, I believe thought he could be picked up by somebody else in 2021. They actually put him on the active roster as well uh, because there's there were rumors that Arizona, uh, the Cardinals would, would pick him up when they had quarterback injuries and they would want Bouchelle as, as one of their quarterbacks. So uh, Bouchelle has been playing really great in the preseason. It seems like he's becoming a, maybe a Garoppolo type uh, backup that can be flipped at some point for draft picks or, you know, also serve as a spot starter in case something happens to Mahomes down the road. But 
you know, he's not, he, Bouchelle, I would say, was probably not going to want to stick with Casey because he will want an opportunity to start somewhere. But really the only chance that he'll get is if Mahomes hurts and Bouchelle can, can step in and, and shine. So it's, you know, maybe it's something that we don't want to see as Chiefs fans. Um, the fourth quarterback on the Chiefs is Chris Oladokun. He's also 25, a seventh round pick in 2022 by the Steelers. Um, he started at South Florida, then he went to Samford, in, in, which is in Alabama, not to be confused with Stanford, and then to South Dakota State for the Jackrabbits in FCS. Uh, he, in 2021, he had 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, over 3,000 yards passing. Um, he's about 6'1", and, you know, so not a huge guy, but uh, solid, maybe developmental quarterback. He was on the practice squad last year. It seems like that's probably the best hope for him this year because the Chiefs are not going to have four rostered quarterbacks. Um, he threw that interception in in the first preseason game against New Orleans that ended up costing the Chiefs the game. But other than that, he's looked pretty good so far, I think, in preseason. But he's even been playing on the third or fourth string. But, um, you know, maybe a developmental player down the road. He had a higher passing rating than... Uh... Patrick Mahomes had in in uh, the last preseason game, so yeah, yeah. Now how's that for his for his record? He has a feather in his cap. Yes. Uh, what what are the salaries that we have for uh... Uh, Mahomes? At thirty nine point seven million, Gabbert one point one, Michelle nine forty k, and Oladokun uh, seven fifty k. So it looks like they're all basically almost making minimum levels for what the for their years of service. Yeah. But as a team, then the forty-two point five million, uh, I believe, is the highest uh, in the NFL. Yeah, combined quarterback salaries in terms uh, of the cap hit. Yeah, also higher than the NFC South collectively. Ooh, well, uh, do you yeah, forty forty-two point five million. The NFC South combined thirty-six point five million. That would be interesting to see, like an all-star NFC South team. The best players from all four teams. Yeah. If they played like the Chiefs or the or one of the top teams, and because the because the South is not very good. I in any I, I guess you could say maybe some of their roster parts are good, but like their quarterback play is, you know, NFC South's best quarterback might be Derek Carr. I guess if Derek Carr was on an all-star team, maybe they would be well, I think the second best quarterback in the NFC South is on the same roster. It was Winston, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We thought last week, maybe. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's cra- yeah, that's a crazy division. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of Derek Carr, he was on the Raiders last year, the Las Vegas Raiders. He uh was run out of town by Raiders fans, I guess, for not being able to win the big one and get the team to the playoffs, and maybe by head coach Josh McDaniels, who decided he wanted to go back to his New England roots and uh, woo Jimmy Garoppolo to Las Vegas. Garoppolo himself was run out of San Francisco, even though he led that team to, um, you know, NFC championships and uh, playoff appearances fairly regularly. Um, but Garoppolo, who also might be the handsomest quarterback in the uh, <laughs> NFL, um, he is 31. He'll be 32 during the season in November. Former second round pick by New England from Eastern Illinois. Do you know any other famous Eastern Illinois quarterbacks? 
I do not. One is, is in the CBS any? broadcast booth. Tony Roma was most recently, probably. But also, um, Denver coach Sean Payton was an Eastern Illinois quarterback, as was uh, former Super Bowl coach and Garoppolo's former coach's dad. Uh, uh, so Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan, was a former uh, quarterback in Eastern Illinois. Uh, Mike Shanahan actually almost died on the field at a game or practice for Eastern Illinois. He was his kidneys were la- was lacerated somehow, and he actually mm. a priest actually delivered the last rites to Shanahan on the field at Eastern Illinois, in like 1972. But Shanahan obviously lived, and he's still alive, as far as I know. Uh, and he uh, won two Super Bowls with uh, the Denver Broncos, and was a solid NFL coach. Uh, another former Eastern Illinois uh, quarterback who became an NFL head coach was former Chiefs assistant coach and Vikings head coach Brad Childress, uh, who was the kind of passing and college like spread offense coordinator uh, for the Chiefs when they brought in uh, Mahomes or right before they brought in Mahomes. So maybe that was a he was kind of able to help uh, the transition of Mahomes to the pro. So it seems like uh, a lot of Eastern Illinois quarterbacks become strong uh head coaches but anyway grew up back to garoppolo he's got a career 99.6 passer rating which is you know anything around 100 is very good uh 87 touchdowns only 42 interceptions in his career um a 40 and 17 career record as a starter a four and two playoff record um most of that came since he was traded to san francisco in the 2017 season however there's a question is he an upgrade over Derek carr you know, Carr's a good quarterback too. Garoppolo is pretty good, but he was not able to win really, really big games. At least that's what it was thought. So it's the same knocks that you have on Carr that you have on Garoppolo. I guess Carr might... Carr yeah, might but in sort of different win. ways, though. Carr was like... The knock against him was that he would maybe be too much of a gunslinger. And Garoppolo's more of a game manager. Yes? Maybe a little bit, yeah. I think Carr was good at throwing a deep... I think Carr also had times where he became very conservative as well so i think late i think in his as a don't think garoppolo goes downfield like at all does he no garoppolo doesn't usually but that was maybe because they may ask the same for the san francisco game plan yeah but it's hard to say but i think you it's you it, you know you you have six yeah, of i'm one, pretty sure like last season like purdy had a much like many more passes of longer yardage than garoppolo had uh in you know the the few starts that purdy had before the end of the regular season anyway that was yeah i don't i don't know if garoppolo is going to be a big improvement of my over car he's just a different guy and he's but there's some question if he was healthy enough to even sign the contract i believe wasn't there yeah there was issues he was injured still and maybe he didn't didn't fail the physical uh, but was only recently maybe able to pass the physical um, in training camp or something like that. When he signed the contract, he wasn't yet able to do so. So, uh, yeah, Garoppolo, I think, has a lot of question marks behind him, but, you know, he is a solid NFL quarterback, and uh, but not spectacular. But that's the same problem they had with Carr. So it's like, you know, you might say, why did they get rid of Carr? And bringing Garoppolo, Garoppolo is making a lot more money this year than Carr is this year. So he's mm-hmm. uh, what is Garoppolo's salary this year? Twenty three point eight million for this season. Yeah, to Carr's seven point two. So yeah, I think I'd rather have Carr for seven point two than Garoppolo for twenty four. But 
Yeah. I don't. Uh, uh, Garoppolo did make an appearance in uh, preseason game two. Okay, so he is he is field worthy at least anyway. He's okay. four of four. Well, because I think behind Garoppolo you have a lot of question marks. Uh, well, one of Garoppolo's old teammates, or I don't know if he actually played on the same team at the same time, but uh, was Brian Hoyer, who was probably brought in to be the primary backup to Garoppolo. He's 38 years old. Um, and he'll be 38 in October, actually. He's 37 right now, but he's uh, a 2009 undrafted free agent from Michigan State, and he's been with several NFL teams since then. Um, so he was originally brought in by the Patriots. Uh, he was with the Patriots until 2011. Then he was with Pittsburgh in 2012, Arizona in 2012, Cleveland uh, through 2014, Houston in 2015, where he actually was the starter and started, I think, the playoff game against the Chiefs, the one that the Chiefs uh, shut out the Texans for their first playoff win in 20 years or something like that, I think it was, uh, or almost 20 years um, in 2015. Uh he went to Chicago in 2016. He started some games there. He went to San, San Francisco in 2017. Ironically, he was released when Jimmy G uh, was signed with the 49ers. So uh, he went back to New England when Jimmy G went to San Francisco. So he's basically switched teams. Uh, he was in New England 17 and 18, Indianapolis 2019, New England again through 2022. So he's been at New England a long time. So he's a lot of familiarity with Josh McDaniels. Um, he started some games in his career, 16 and 24 record as a starter. He was a full-time starter in Cleveland and Houston, started a bit for Chicago as well. 53 touchdowns, 35 interceptions in his NFL career, 83-ish passer rating. He started one game last year in New, in New England before he had a concussion. Uh, this is when Mac Jones was injured, and then he was replaced by Bailey Zappi, who, who both of whom we'll talk about, Mac, Mac mm. Jones and Bailey Zappi, when we talk about the uh, Patriots. But... So he's, you know, he is maybe what Chad Henney or not, maybe not quite as good Chad Henney or not quite as good Blaine Gabbert, we might say. I don't know. Well, his his, his full time his starter record is better than Blaine Gabbert's, but he's also four years older uh, than Gabbert. But I don't know who I, whom I would rather have. But um would you rather have Brian Hoyer as your backup or would you rather have Blaine Gabbert as your backup? Uh I don't I don't think it really I don't think it makes a difference. If you if you're if you have the Chiefs offense, if that's what you're talking about. I guess you um, would say that Gabbert has better tools because he was a first round draft pick and yeah. was undrafted. Yeah, Maybe you could Gabbert's say a half that, million dollars cheaper too, if that means anything. Yeah. Maybe you could say that, well, Hoyer is stuck with it, even though he's not very talented. And But Gabbard is also stuck with it, even though um, he maybe could have been discouraged. And, and um, you know, uh, his basically doppelganger, Blake Bortles, uh, is already out of the league. He was, I think, three or four years younger than Gabbard, also drafted in the first round by Jacksonville as Gabbard's replacement. He had an equally kind of dumb name and did equally poorly as Jacksonville's starter. He actually did a little better as Jacksonville's starter because he did lead Jacksonville to the playoffs one year. But um, Bortles, I think, is no longer – I think he has retired uh, last year. But Did he did he actually retire? Yeah, he hasn't – yeah. Um, October 5th, 2022, retired from professional football. 
Yeah, so he, so he stuck around when he was the Rams. I think he was the, the Rams backup when Stafford was around for a while, and then I'm not sure where he... And then he went to Green Bay, was on the Green Bay practice squad. Uh, on New Year's Eve of 2021, he moved to New Orleans, and then he uh, was released by New Orleans uh, before camp 2022, so then he retired in October. Okay. Yeah, so Blake Bortles is 31, so he's three years younger-ish than uh, Gabbert. So, but in Hoyer, 38. But Hoyer, it seems like, has been pushed in training camp by Aiden O'Connell, um, who will be 25 on September 1st. He is his rookie, this is his rookie season, a fourth-round pick from Purdue. He was a former walk-on there. A two-year starter at Purdue. His best year is probably 2021, but he played pretty well in 2022. Uh, 65 touchdowns, 30 interceptions uh, in his career at Purdue. He averaged about 3,500 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, 12 interceptions in two full starting years. No mobility really whatsoever. At least he didn't show that in college. But he's a big guy, 6'3 half. But he's been playing very well in the preseason. He was a fourth-round pick, so maybe he could supplant Hoyer on the depth chart sooner rather than later. Um, I think it seems like I've heard things about uh, Aiden O'Connell and training camp saying that other teams maybe should have drafted him mm. earlier since he's doing such a, a good job. But I don't, and it's training camp and it's preseason. It's hard to say. Uh, but it looks yeah. like it looks like Hoyer took the second team snaps in their uh, second preseason game. Uh, it does not look like he did that well. And he, he did throw a uh an interception that was returned for a touchdown. Uh so his stat line was not great. Uh 1222, 144 yards and an interception uh that was returned for a touchdown. Aiden O'Connell was eleven of eighteen for 163 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. So. Yeah, I think be, and partly because I think of um Brock Purdy's success. I think people are thinking longtime starters at kind of mid-level college programs are able to step in and do fairly well at the NFL level. Mm. Um, and I mean, that's what they think Connell uh, can do because Purdy at Iowa State, you know, four, four solid years there, you know, maybe that's what you want as a maybe more polished player than um, some, you know, old veteran uh to, to stick around I don't, I don't know so but but that's o'connell i there if you google aiden o'connell you'll see you know uh raiders might have a huge draft steal in aiden o'connell or aiden mm. o'connell playing like a savvy vet, veteran and in, in 2023 or nfl insider compares o'connell to tom brady you know they've got all of this hype around o'connell mm. right now it's hard to say whether that's going to continue or not but um, you think they'll regret having spent that money on Garoppolo instead of somebody else that they could spend somewhere else, spend it elsewhere instead of at the quarterback position? It's possible. I think the Raiders, though, wanted Carr out. And I think McDaniels wants desperately to hold on to his job and probably thinks the only real way I can hold on to it is if somebody that I can play at quarterback has Patriots experience because they understand the offense that I like to run and the Patriots 
run it well. And here's a former Patriot in Garoppolo. I have a backup former Patriot in Hoyer. And, you know, uh, well, you know, I didn't expect to get this uh, third guy in O'Connell who might be better than both of them at some point. But, you know, it's hard to, I don't know. It's hard to blame, I guess, McDaniels for trying to do what he's doing. But as you you thought he was a terrible hire last year. I didn't think it was a very good hire. I thought maybe Nathaniel Hackett was a worse hire, uh, which he's gone already. But, but it seems like McDaniels has not been a... I had I had them flipped as who was worse, and we. I think it's funnier that the Raiders have kept McDaniel's. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was worse simply <laughs> because we already knew that McDaniel's was a bad coach, and yes. why hire him a second time? Although you could say, well, sometimes the second time they do better than the first time. But I think, that, yeah, I don't, I don't think you are wrong either. But I do think, like I said, Hackett was singularly bad. Uh, which I was maybe not quite as bad as somebody like Urban Meyer, but he was over. He was out of his depth as a head coach. And um, well, back back to the Raiders. Uh, their fourth quarterback in camp right now is Chase Garbers, who was twenty twenty four. Also brought in. Um, he was actually brought in from Cal, an undrafted free agent in twenty twenty two. He spent last year on the Vegas practice squad. He's actually a year younger than O'Connell is. Hmm even though he's been with the Raiders a year. So like a lot of these older quarterbacks coming in um, because a lot of them, uh, COVID I think affected a lot of them. Everybody got an extra year of eligibility. Lots, lots of times as well, people are, are transferring more than uh, they have before. And many people are playing a fifth, sometimes sixth year of, of eligibility. Um, but at Cal Garbers uh, had, uh, was at a 19 and 14 career record as a starter, 50 touchdowns. 24 interceptions, so solid numbers. Um, he actually graduated from Berkeley uh, and got a graduate certificate uh, while he was there, so he was probably a smart guy. Uh, I, I couldn't find a Wonderlic, uh score, so I assumed, uh, you know, uh, he's probably fairly bright when he went to Berkeley, although uh, Aaron Rodgers also went to Berkeley, and he's, he's, a, he's smart in some ways, maybe not so smart in other ways, but um, that's Garbers as probably, he's, I would say, probably practice squad candidate maybe you could say possible third quarterback if they decide to let Hoyer go I think Hoyer is probably the most expendable of the top quarterbacks anyway I don't um any what what, what uh, salary information do you have on these Raiders or other uh, uh Garoppolo yeah 23.8 million Hoyer 1.6 Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garbers are each under a million each so they're more or less rookie contracts yeah, eight seventy-seven for O'Connell, seven fifty for Garbers. Does Aiden O'Connell have the most Irish name of any starting quarterback or I, any any quarterback on the on an NFL roster? I think I think so. Was yeah. Ben Denucci's the most Italian? <laughs> Was that? I would say so. I'm trying. I'm just gonna get all the all the names <laughs> now. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Hmm. Um. But uh, so we want to move on to the Los Angeles Chargers, the fourth team in our Western AFC West division, last alphabetically, but not, but second place in the division last year. Uh, they're led by Justin Herbert, who is twenty five. So he's the same age as Aiden O'Connell. He's this is his younger than Stetson Bennett. Yeah, you know, Stetson Bennett. 
Yeah, almost. Yeah, this is his. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be his fourth year in the NFL. Um, twenty twenty, number six overall pick from Houston. He actually played um, four years, I think, at Oregon. Um, uh, he's six foot six. He had thirty nine on the Wonderlick. So smart, uh, high scoring, uh, huge numbers at Oregon. He had sixty one touchdowns to fourteen interceptions his last two seasons some people thought he might actually be the number one overall pick in 2019 had he gone out he ends up going in 2020 he's actually the third quarterback taken um joe burrow was number one overall to a tagovailoa miami dolphins starter who, who we'll talk about both of those quarterbacks uh shortly i think we'll talk about both of them in part two of our afc preview part three of this week's episode um uh so he was, you know, Herbert was a actually a great player from the very beginning. He ends up starting in his rookie year. Um, he has a 94 and uh 94 touchdowns, 35 interceptions, 96.2 quarterback rating in three seasons. He hasn't really gotten a lot better in terms of his numbers as the seasons have gone on. Um, he's passed for about fifth almost over 14,000 yards in those three seasons, which is a record for a quarterback in his first three seasons, at least his rookie through third season. Uh, Mahomes doesn't quite get those records because he didn't start very much as a rookie. So a lot of the, like um, uh, Herbert has the most touchdown passes of any quarterback in his first three seasons, uh, more than Mahomes because Mahomes only played one game in, in his rookie year. But um, he has a only, only a 25 and 24 record, however, as a starter. So the team has only been kind of middling around him. 0-1 in the playoffs. This team, of course, blew a 27 to nothing lead against Jacksonville in the wild card game last season. You know, he's a great quarterback, six foot six, big guy, strong arm. You know, but can he win the big game? Can he can his game reach another level? Maybe bringing in the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore from uh, the Dallas Cowboys, former Boise State quarterback, maybe could help. But um, it seems like there's, you know, for the Chargers to really be good, uh, probably needs um, Herbert to kind of take the next leap. Um, to, you know, but he's a right now he's got a huge, he got just signed a huge contract where I think he's going to be the highest paid quarterback or one of them uh, in the league. So, but solid. But not this season, not this season. He's still making a. He's still on the rookie part of his deal. I think the extension, will, when it kicks in, will become much more pricey. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that. Yeah, this year it's eight and a half million. Next year it'll jump to nineteen point three million, like more than doubling. But that doesn't matter for this season. <laughs> yeah, so this is the last year probably that the Chargers can really uh, have the cheap rookie quarterback deal. Even next year it's not too bad, but two years from now it's going to be. Um, you're going to be dealing with what Chiefs deal with Mahomes with where they have, you know, good players that they might not be able to pay like Chris Jones or Tyreek Hill uh, because they have so much money tied up in their quarterback and the salary cap, the way it works in the NFL, it's not very high uh, because the NFL owners don't want to pay very much, especially the lower uh, ranking uh, teams. They don't want to pay a lot for their salaries, So they want to keep everybody else down uh, and, um, you know, this is traditionally what the Cincinnati Bengals were the cheapest team, so they wanted the lowest salary cap possible, so yeah. they could appear less cheap in, in uh, to the general public in but, comparison. Yeah, but now with uh, Joe Burrow, you know, things are changing. We'll, t- we'll talk about the Bengals later, but yeah. um, behind Herbert on the death chart are two quarterbacks 
both fairly young, although Easton Stick is 28 now. He'll be 28 in September. Drafted the year before um, Herbert in 2019, a fifth-round pick by the Chargers from North Dakota State. He was their starting quarterback between Carson Wentz and Trey Lance. He was actually 49-3 and three as a college starter in terms of his record. Won multiple national championships in the FCS um, 88 touchdowns to 28, 27 interceptions in college, plus 41 rushing touchdowns. So a, a dual threat mobile, a 32 on the Wonder League, so not too shabby either, uh, but he's never played an NFL snap. Uh, he almost did in 2020 in Herbert's rookie season when Herbert had his bell rung or was 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 kind of wobbly, uh, And but the Chargers called timeout instead, and they decided <laughs> to put Herbert back in. So Stick couldn't get his one chance. Um do you think Easton Stick gets his chance this year to play for Herbert? Hey, so he, last year he didn't get to who played uh, who, who was the backup uh, last season when when Herbert was down because he missed part of a game, didn't he? Last season, well, he he was hurt a bit with the Chiefs against the Chiefs. Oh, but he didn't miss. Oh, but he, he didn't miss any of it, did he? I don't believe he missed any snaps. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't find any stats. Oh wait, he did have stats. He did have stats. I'm sorry. I I was he was in he was in um part of a game. Uh, he was 21 for 41, 233 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, a 48.1 rating. It says. Hmm. Oh wait, no, that's that's preseason. Never mind. That was preseason. Uh, apparently in his career uh one in 2020 he had one pass oh he was one for one for four yards okay so maybe he got one play in and then then he he also had one carry for minus two yards okay so in 2020 2020 so he did get in for two plays in 2020 so at least two plays so okay maybe where i saw that is all Okay, they must that's have, not, that's not. my information must have been wrong then. Uh, but so he has gotten in for two plays at least. Oh yeah, because yeah, last season Herbert did play like hurt for like maybe several weeks even, right? Where yeah, was, yeah that's yeah, that sounds right. So um, yeah, I think he gets a maybe he gets one start, a spot start this season. What do you what do you think? Well, it depends. Like if the Chargers are blown out or blow somebody out, maybe a backup will get an or an injury. Uh, you don't you don't hope for an injury. So, uh, but. Yeah, maybe Stick will get in. Easton Stick, who, who probably, as as I think, probably has the dumbest name in the AFC quarterbacks. He's not quite, I don't think he's quite Dresser Wynn or Stetson Bennett, but he is up there. In the same class. Yeah. Name-wise. Easton, I think, is more of a name, but Stick as a last name is um, funny. Um, <laughs> it's not where I thought you were going with that. That's fine. <laughs> Max Duggan uh, is the third quarterback, 22 years old, seventh round pick from TCU. He's a Council Bluffs, Iowa native. How, what do you think of the city of being an, being an Iowa native yourself and an Iowa State uh, alumnus, both um, undergraduate and doctorally? What do you think of Council Bluffs, Iowa? Uh, Sorry, River. It is the uh, casino side of Omaha, I believe. So uh, I don't know. I knew a few people from Council Bluffs. They were they were pretty great. 
on the same, like the same dorm floor uh, as an undergrad. Uh, but I've never spent any time there, so I don't really. What is know. your least favorite Iowa city? Is it Iowa City because it's where the University of Iowa is located? Yeah, it's basically like the center of hell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you were if you were to depict um, Mordor uh, from the Lord of the Rings series uh, in the real world, I believe it would be Iowa City. Does that sound right? I've spent some time. I went through Iowa City once. I thought it was pretty pleasant. It's but... fine, but that's not funny though, Mike. <laughs> but I like that you. I like your hatred of the University of Iowa. But Max Duggan was from Council Bluffs, and he went to TCU. He led TCU actually to the BCS title game last year. Surprisingly, when they got blown out, you can guess it. Stetson Bennett's uh, Georgia Bulldogs was like sixty something to seven or whatever. It was. It was really one bad. of the ugliest games I've watched. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, he had 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, almost 3,700 yards passing, plus 423 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Heisman Trophy winner running runner up. So he's second place in the Heisman Trophy race. So I would say he's probably definitely the third quarterback, or do you think he has a chance to supplant Stick? Will Stick, will stick Stick as uh, the second quarterback? Or yes. will Duggan, uh, I don't know. Uh, will, will he have dug his way in to the second position? I'm trying to think of the punniest yes, stick metaphors that you can come up with. Yeah. What's the max uh, uh, level that uh, Duggan can Ooh. reach? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think three. I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna supplant. Stick. I think I think stick will stick as well. Yeah, we're, we're stuck with stick as number two. Stuck with stick. <laughs> yes. Stick. So you... I think if I think if 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 stick were running for re-election, I think that's the easiest uh, slogan you could ever have is stick with stick. Stick with stick. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a uh, great. It looks like he played the entirety of the uh, Chargers' second preseason game. Stick did or Duggan. Uh, Easton Stick did, yeah. 21 of 41, 233 yards, two picks. That was, that was the stat line I think you just had. Yeah, that was, was yeah, the stat line I looked at. You. It, it, it was a, yeah. Right up in, that, in that list, though, yes. He also um, had seven carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns, though, so. Did you say that part, too? I did not say that part, so. Okay. I left the bad, I, I said the bad parts, but left the good parts out. But Easton Stick, um, potential second quarterback, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the uh, Chargers uh, wide receiver named Stone Smart? But Smart <laughs> is spelled with two T's. <laughs> no way. Is he is he going to make the roster? I, I have no idea. I just I just saw the name. I just saw the, had the, uh, the name of the box score just popped up anyway. So. Stone Smart. Stone, Stone right Smart. He went to Old Dominion. He was at Del Oro High School, Williams, California. He he played quarterback in high school. Six four, not very fast. Undrafted free agent, um, but he did have four receptions last year, seventeen receiving yards. So he got into some games. So he, maybe he'll be another special teams contributor. Um, Stone smart, two T's reminds me a little bit of when uh, Homer Simpson. 
uh, saying, I am so smart. Yes. I am so smart. SMRT. <laughs> yes, Stone Smart. His. Hopefully, his, his having Stone is not a good name for a receiver who want to have soft hands, but maybe yeah. hands of stone. Yeah, that's smarts when you're hit by the stone. And okay. he is listed as fourth on the tight end depth chart for the Chargers <laughs> behind Trey McKitty. <laughs> oh, these Sandy, these Los Angeles Charger names are maybe they have the. The worst uh, names of any AFC West team, but hmm. uh, any what, what? How how are the salaries looking? I'm I'm sure Stick and Duggan don't make very much money. Yeah, Herbert's uh, eight point five this year. Uh, we'll go to nineteen point three next year. Uh, Easton Stick at one point two million. Max Duggan seven seventy two k. But yeah, so the um, combined AFC West. Uh, has a hundred and six million dollars in QB salary, which is uh 33% more than the highest NFC division. Oh wow. Was that uh was that interesting? That is interesting, I think, but it also is somewhat telling that you know the AFC has much better quarterbacks than the NFC does. Well it's kind of an arms race too in the division that no no team yeah. wants to be totally left out. Uh, they do have the one, three, and five highest paid uh, quarterbacks in the AFC. Mahomes won. Garoppolo is the third highest pay, paid AFC mm. quarterback, and uh, Russell Wilson is fifth. And he will balloon. And then he will. Yes, that is accurate. Um, you want to move on to the AFC South, where we have a different tale of starting quarterbacks, where we for the most part, do not have big salaries, except one, probably Ooh. Tannehill, Tennessee. Yeah, there are two top ten salaries, though. Ooh, I guess Trevor Lawrence going number one, maybe moving in the top ten as well. Nine, yes. Yeah, Tannehill's two, though. Yeah, Tannehill had made a lot of money. Uh, he had a big contract with the Titans. I think this is the last year of his deal. This is the last year of his deal. This is, yeah. So it's it's this is the balloon year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so you're wondering who is going to um what the, what these teams are going to do in coming years? Three of the teams have it seems like their young quarterbacks in place. Mm-hmm. Although two of these are un, very unproven, uh, only one of them has had any of those success. And the Titans maybe also have young quarterbacks that are on the rise. But um, do we want to start in the South alphabetically with the Houston Texans? Um, did you notice? Did you know that two of the teams in the AFC South have nicknames that were used by two other AFC teams in their past? Ooh. I don't know how that is. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? So the Houston Texans, of yeah. course, the can the Dallas Texans were the Kansas Kansas State Chiefs were the Dallas. Oh Texans yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. Okay, I got you. So they 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 took that nickname, which is already used by another team, and it's oh, I thought you were talking about like quarterback names were like nicknames of teams. Like, no, I was like team nicknames. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the other team is the Tennessee Titans. The New yes. York Jets were one time known as the New York Titans. So uh, neither of those teams of these, ex- and of course the Houston, the Tech- Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers, so yes. they're connected in that way 
as well. So these Houston, Tennessee teams, they can neither one can think of their own nickname uh, that hasn't been used already by some other conference team. But they jettisoned, you know, so right. Anyway. Uh CJ Stroud, Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth. I guess we, we figured a few weeks ago that we think maybe a few months ago, we're talking about the draft, that CJ was probably Coleridge Jr. uh for CJ, even though there's no J, there's no J in Bernard Stroud, but or fourth, but uh it gets by Coleridge Jr. His dad was probably CS Stroud. Um 22 in October, first round pick in 2023 from Ohio State, number two overall. Uh, in the last two years as a starter, he had 85 touchdown passes for Ohio State, only 12 interceptions. Um, he probably had a little better year, though, in 21 than 22. It seems to be a, a common denominator for a lot of these quarterbacks. They don't always have their best years as their last year in college, and some maybe that's a red flag, but he averaged about 4,000 yards passing per season at Ohio State. Six foot three, not terribly mobile, but maybe wasn't just wasn't called on to do that. He did show some mobility in the um, BCS uh, playoff uh, in the in the college football playoff series. It's not the BCS anymore. I still call it the BCS, but um, the CFB playoff, I think they call yeah. it now. And um, he replaced Justin Fields uh, as the starter in I don't, in Columbus, he actually beat out Quinn Ewers, who is now at Texas uh, uh, start in 2021. You know, high hopes for Stroud, but he was the second quarterback taken. Bryce Young was taken number one overall. Uh, we have the next quarterback taken uh, in Indianapolis. We'll talk about Anthony Richardson in a little bit. But, you know, at this point, it's hard to say who is going to be the best of those rookie quarterbacks. The Texans hope that Stroud will be but i don't really have any idea i i think i like stroud better than bryce young simply because he can see over the line and bryce young can't and is probably going to be throwing into the back of people's helmets most of the time but uh that's just you know that's just me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh what's so stroud is make uh his salary is is inked already because it's a slot designation what's uh stroud making this year 6.6 6 million for this that's number two overall pick that's a pretty good rookie salary not a bad salary but, he, but he, he's expected to start so. he's expected to start yeah um the backup well so we have three potential backup quarterbacks um we have a veteran and we have a couple of younger guys uh case keenum is the veteran he is 35 he actually is a former undrafted free agent in 2012 from uh, the Houston Cougars, the University of Houston football team. Uh, he put up huge numbers at Houston in the kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, spread offense uh, before it really became uh, widespread in the National Football League. Uh, he was with the Texans originally from 2012 to 13, then with the Rams, then back to the Texans back to the Rams, with the Vikings, the Broncos, Washington, then with the Browns 2020, 2020 and 2021, with the Bills last year, and now back with the Texans for a third time. Um, huge numbers in college. Um, not you know not so huge in the NFL, but he's been a serviceable starter. He's not a big guy, 
but he is over six feet tall, which is seems like the limit usually, unless you're Russell Wilson, who's like 5'11 and some change. Kyler Murray has proven maybe you can be a 5'10 mobile quarterback, but um, you know he's not maybe worth the money that Arizona is paying him, and they might switch to a different quarterback next year. So, you know, we want somebody who is tall back in center. And so usually it's over six feet tall is what people want. Uh, Dr. Scaff, you're, you're well over six feet tall. So you'd be a, a prototypical NFL size, even though you're about 20, 25 years too old to. Uh, and very, very. Small. Call it, it's about 20 years too old, probably to be uh, drafted now. But uh, as am I, I'm only, but I'm, I'm six one. So I'm, I'm on the fringe. I'm on the cusp. Um, yeah. yeah. But like Case Keaton, uh, but he's uh, started more than 60 games in the NFL, 29 and 35 record as a starter, 85.2 career passer rating, which is decent, probably average, you'd say at this point in NFL history. Uh, in the 80s, you probably want to be a 90s or 100 or above to be a really good uh, quarterback, but he's got 78 touchdowns, 48 interceptions in his career, 2016 through 19 were his main starting seasons. Um, so he started with the Ram. He was a starter for the Rams, a starter for the Vikings in 2017, famously in that um, miracle in Minneapolis or uh, playoff game. Uh, he he was the starter when the Vikings beat the Saints on that kind of crazy uh, deflection uh, play. Uh, he started with the Broncos in 2018, and that didn't work out very well. And then... Washington, where he played after I think Alex Smith uh, got catastrophically injured, but um, solid backup. Getting older, thirty-five now, but seems like he could still probably serve in a pinch as the backup. What's What's Keenum making? Is he making a lot of money as a backup? He's at a uh, two point eight million, which is a little, little high for backup salaries. But in this division, it's um, you know it seems like there's a, there's actually a trend where they have a very young quarterback as a starter, and then a more seasoned veteran uh, as the backup in there. So they're you know paying a little more for that role, apparently. Yeah, in the AFC South. Yeah, and uh, the the two quarterbacks behind Keenum, so Stroud is only twenty two, so he's. Um, fairly young, but he's not the youngest quarterback in the division. Um, but he is the youngest quarterback on the Texans roster. But the other two quarterbacks are 25 years old, um, or will be 25 soon. Uh, Davis Mills will be 25 in, in early October. He was a third round pick from Stanford in 2021. He's taller, about 6'4. Uh, he only started 12 times in college. Uh, so he didn't have a lot of college stats. Or college starts, but he's actually started 16 games in the NFL. So he started more games in the NFL so far than he has in college. Um, in 2021 in Houston, he was the backup to Tyrod Taylor originally, who got hurt. That was this kind of the poor, poor luck of Tyrod Taylor. He tends to get hurt, and then other people come in. Uh, that happened with Justin Herbert as well. Um, but uh, as a starter overall, the last two seasons, Mills has been um as a 5 20 and 1 record so not very good but the texans have been a bad team so you know is it his fault is it you know uh the teams 33 touchdowns 25 interceptions 83.3 quarterback rating almost 3000 yards a season so but he's probably i would say the third quarterback with stroud and keenum 
coming in. I think he's probably been bumped down to number three with the new coaching staff. And they probably want an older veteran to mentor um, Stroud and maybe also to help Mills. But I think probably Keenum is going to be the second quarterback call, you know, the first quarterback called off the bench if Stroud struggles or if Stroud is um, injured. Is that your assessment? Do you think? That's what I would have thought too, but ESPN's uh, death chart has them flipped as Davis Mills to Keenum three. Hmm. But I don't, I don't know, but um, they're, they're paid as if they were the other way around Keenum at 2.8 million Davis Mills at 1.4 million for this season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'm not, I don't have a eye on the, uh, Texans as closely as, as as some other people, so perhaps he may uh, have more seniority because he's already been on the Texans. I can yeah, I and it's also because well, the second and third quarterback designation isn't quite as important if teams carry three quarterbacks now and and have three quarterbacks active. Mm-hmm. And this might change depending on who the opponent is. And maybe somebody like well, if you got hurt in the middle of a game, if if Stratton had come out in the middle of the game, maybe you'd want Keenum to come in during the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And, finish but maybe if you think well stroud's not going to be available for five or six games maybe we'll put mills in as the long-term uh as the long-term backup rather than and but as a you know in a pinch we'll put in keenum because he's probably more prepared and can come in at a moment's notice i don't know maybe that's what you do um the fourth quarterback is ej perry ernest joseph perry the fourth uh, he played at Boston College, then Brown. So it sounds like he's a fourth if he's you know Ivy League uh, player. Undrafted free agent in 2022, Jaguars practice squad last year. He was a two-year starter at Brown. Um, there was no 2020 Ivy League season because of COVID, so he played in 2019 and 2021. He is the nephew of former Texans wide receivers coach John Perry, also the nephew of Brown coach and former Brown quarterback, James Perry. So he's the nephew of just about everybody. Is that how, is this nepotism with EJ Perry? Is that how he gets his job being the nephew of somebody important? Uh, he, leg- legacy. Is he a uh, legacy? As in, uh, is still better than legacy coaches. I think we've talked about that last week. Yeah. Well, EJ Perry only had a 6-18 and 18 record as a starter for Boston College and Brown. Um, but he did have some decent stuff. 47 touchdowns to 27 interceptions, uh, more than 6,000 yards passing, plus 1,200 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. And so he could do quite a few things, but his teams tended not to be very good. But um, maybe it's, in, in Perry's sense, though, maybe it's a little bit more who you know, uh, and that's how maybe. he got his maybe. job. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, maybe, but I know Perry, though, as we'll talk about, is not the least qualified backup quarterback in the AFC. Well, well, that'll be our last quarterback that we mentioned um, in part three of, of today's episode, part two of our preview. Yes. So those are the quarterbacks for the for Houston Texans. What do you think of them? Um, I will note that, uh, you know, you have four quarterbacks on the roster, but only, only um, two of them actually appeared in the um, most recent uh, preseason game. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills played. Uh, Stroud started the game and had a not great first series. Mike, how about this? Uh, actually, both teams had a terrible first series. And in uh, the first play, 
from scrimmage uh, for Miami. Uh, Tua threw an interception, uh, which was taken down to their, you know, to the seven yard line. Uh, and then Houston was unable to score any points Ooh. with CJ Stroud under center. Uh, so that, that's not a great. Yeah, I I the game. I don't know if you, why I don't know if you necessarily would want to start these rookie quarterbacks no. first. I don't know. It's just the same thing with Indianapolis. Um, Anthony Richardson has been named the starter. Do you want to move on to the Colts, or do you want to? Is there any more we want to talk about with Houston? No, I mean Houston had a terrible preseason game. Yeah, so Davis Davis Mills played um, most of the game, but yeah, um, EJ Perry and and uh, Case Keenum did not appear in that in that game apparently. That's all. That's all I was going to say about that. Yeah. So we have Stroud as the um, starter. Uh, we also have a young first-round quarterback uh, taken early in the draft uh, in Indianapolis as the named starter already. It doesn't seem like he probably earned that job through great play in camp, but he's the future of the uh, program. So that's we're going to put Anthony Richardson in. He is 21 years old, so the youngest of the first-round early quarterbacks taken. Uh, I think fourth overall from Florida in 2023. He's a big guy, six foot four, 250 pounds. Only one year though as a starter at Florida, but he has these measurable stats that jump off the charts. He has a he ran a 4.43 40 yard dash. Um, he has a 40 and a half inch vertical leap, and he's you know, big like Cam Newton or Dante Culpepper. He's that kind of physical specimen. Um, in 2022 for the Gators, he didn't have great stats, only about 2,500 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 654 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. So he's a big, pro- he's, a, he's a project. And he also, um, as I said, maybe compares to somebody like Cam Newton or Dante Culpepper, a dual threat kind of big punishing runner, but those kind of quarterbacks don't always last a long time in the NFL either. But um, he did recently undergo nasal septum surgery to help with his breathing in the offseason. Do you think that's the trick that will set him apart? Uh, because he will be able to uh, breathe comfortably and he won't uh, at night and I guess on the football field, so he won't he won't be out of out of breath. Sure, absolutely, Mike. That's that's <laughs> breathing is a is a key factor in uh, performance. So I'm gonna go with it's probably gonna make a big difference. Your dad, I believe, had uh, uh, a a deviated septum, right, and had surgery for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when we were in high school, maybe or something. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I, don't yeah that, I, I, don't, I don't know why either. Yeah, <laughs> I remember odd details about about people's lives. I guess so, uh, but. You mentioned you mentioned dad earlier, uh, uh, complaining about the Royals lineup. So I was thinking of of David Scaff. Yes, but and um, but Richardson has been tapped as the starter over uh, two quarterbacks with starting experience mm-hmm. who are fairly young as well. Um, one new quarterback and one old, not old face, but one familiar face to Colts fans from last season. But the new new guy brought in is uh, Gardner Minshew. He is Gardner Flint Minshew II. Uh, he's 27. Former 2019 sixth-round pick from Washington State. He started at a school called Northwest Mississippi, then went to East Carolina, so these weird directions, and then Washington State. Um, big season at Washington State as a senior with Mike Leach as the coach. 
Um, he was six, he's six one. He actually beat out Tanner Lee and uh, Alex Magoo uh, to back up Nick Foles in Jacksonville in 2019. And he made his debut as a rookie in 2019 uh, on opening day against the Chiefs when uh, Nick Foles broke his collarbone. Uh, and so he actually played pretty well that rookie, uh, that game in that rookie season. He There was Minshew mania in Jacksonville. Uh, but the last two seasons, though, he's been uh, in Philadelphia because uh, Trevor Lawrence was brought in and, and, you know, he's the number one guy, not Minshew. And last two seasons, he's been in Philadelphia as Jalen Hurts is back up. He had a couple, started a couple games last year. Eight and 16 overall as a starter. 6,632 yards passing, 44 touchdowns to only 15 interceptions, and a career 93.1 rating. So he's a solid, you know, ish quarterback. I, you know, again, I don't know why you start Richardson unless you just say, well, this is the lost season. We want to get a higher draft pick. And we want, I don't know if, you know, sometimes just throwing a guy out to the wolves does not help them develop. And it just, it just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't unless Richardson's really shown something. I I think Minshew should be the starter in Indianapolis. I don't, or even the third quarterback, Sam Ellinger, should be the starter this year in Indianapolis, at least to start out with. Because I think you could at least make make the case with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, they were more polished college quarterbacks than Anthony Richardson was. And Richardson doesn't have much experience as a starter. And if you don't have much experience as a starter in college you kind of need to adjust, I think, to the NFL. But that's my, those are my two cents. Do you have a, do, would you agree with that? Or do you have a? Well, it does seem that of all of the teams in the AFC, this this team is the least stable at quarterback position. Uh, like, you know, in the NFC, we, I think we thought that the uh, Bucks probably had the, I think the Bucks, right? Had Green, the, Green Bay had the worst quarterbacks, I think we Green had. Bay has pretty bad, the, the Tampa's, was a weird situation at least too but yeah green oh green bay is the yeah the least well thought out mm-hmm. of the group this is better this is still it's like a young i think on paper it seems okay but it's like there's just nobody that you that you're really counting on in yeah. the in this like group anyway but i i think yeah if you have Minshew as the old elder statesman i think yeah. like he's a you know he can start in the league Sam Ellinger, you have as the third quarter. He's tw- he'll be twenty five. He was a sixth round pick in twenty twenty one from the uh, University of Texas. He actually went to Westlake High School in Austin, Texas. Te- Austin, Texas, where he broke passing records set by both Drew Brees, Brees and the aforementioned aforementioned uh, Nick Foles. Uh, and so he was a three plus year starter at Texas. He is six foot one. He was listed as six foot three in college, but I think he's about six one. 94 touchdowns to 27 interceptions in college, plus almost 2,000 rushing yards, 33 touchdowns. He actually took the starting job from Shane Bouchelle when Bouchelle was hurt and um, the coaches wanted a change. He passed Nick Foles again as, uh, you know, both Minshew, who passed Nick Foles, uh, who, who supplanted Nick Foles as a starter um, in, in Jacksonville, and uh, Sam Ellinger, uh, past Nick Foles as the backup quarterback at Indy last year, actually started three games during the unwise Jeff Saturday era. Uh, Matt Ryan was brought in as quarterback last year. It was um, uh, Philip Rivers. No, it was Carson Wentz the year before, Philip Rivers the year before that, right? I think. Is that the right order? 
Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck was before he retired. And, and so like there's been a new quarterback every year in yeah. Indianapolis. Um, so uh Ellinger played three games. He started three games. Um 63% completion rate, not terrible. Three touchdowns, three picks, 573 yards passing, plus 87 yards rushing. So he's got a running background as well. So, but I would say either of those two quarterbacks is probably in better position, either Minshew or Ellinger, to start the season than Anthony Richardson is. Yeah. Unless there's something about Richardson that I don't know, which I'm not, I guess maybe there is because I'm not the coach of the. Yeah, you know, on on paper, Houston and India have almost the exact same situation, though. It's the, you know, high draft pick from this season with, you know, more experienced backup quarterbacks getting paid, you know, high numbers for a backup. So they're at least thinking about being prepared, but I don't know. For some reason, the Indy quarterback situation less than I like Houston, but Houston was the worst team. Yeah. Well, you have four. Yeah, you have, new, you have rookie coaches as well in both yeah. Indianapolis. I guess you have Shane Steichen in Indy, Demeco Ryan's in in uh, Houston. He was a, Ryan's was a defensive guy. Mm. Steichen at least is offensive. You maybe he thinks he knows better, but like yeah, I and maybe it's ownership that's pushing the. And maybe yeah. they, they can probably push around a rookie coach more easily than a veteran coach, and you know the. Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, is insane, as he proved last year when he uh, fired Frank Reich and put in Jeff Saturday for some reason, because he was a drinking golfing buddy of Jim Irsay. And yeah, so I guess that's probably why. But I don't know if I don't know if like you have throwing the young quarterback in sells tickets if the team's going to be terrible with the young quarterback rather than like yeah. bringing them in kind of slowly. I don't. It just. But I think Stroud, you can say, well, he was an experienced starter for several for multiple seasons, and he's not just like a project physical tool guy. Yeah, yeah, so. you know, maybe Richardson has a longer term upside, but yeah, this season doesn't seem like that would be wise to have him to rely on him to be the number one guy. He did start the most recent preseason game, seven of twelve. 67 yards in an interception, no touchdowns. He did carry the ball twice for seven yards. Nothing terribly impressive. Gardner yeah. Minshew, however, went six for six, 72 yards. Yeah, because he's a you know a professional quarterback. And you know, it's yeah, also somebody... against you know a second string defense, though. Too. Yeah, but still he, he played, should he, he should has... have decent numbers. He has had decent numbers in the NFL against first string uh defenses also. So but I, I also think maybe having a running quarterback, you know, somebody who might stick his neck out in the wrong situation and get injured more easily than a pocket passer might. I don't know. I just I probably don't, don't want that. Either. I I I I don't like the Richard. I don't. I like Richardson as a potential long term quarterback. I don't like him starting this early. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what what um, we both say um, next week when we uh, predict our um, win totals for each team. We'll see. Yeah, we have more expectation for as a team in Houston and India. I bet it's going to be close. Yeah, I think those two, yeah, Houston and India, are definitely in the race 
for fourth place in the division. And the next two teams, Jacksonville and Tennessee, are are the are the ones racing for first place. Because I don't I I don't see how either the Colts or the Texans, barring some crazy injury to Trevor Lawrence uh, or Ryan Tannehill or you know maybe multiple quarterbacks on Tennessee, uh, would finish. I don't see how Jacksonville or Tennessee would finish behind Houston or Indianapolis. Um, But uh, Jacksonville, um, speaking of quarterbacks who started from the very beginning, Jacksonville took Trevor Lawrence, although when Trevor Lawrence was drafted number one overall in 2021, uh, you know, he was a very polished and lauded quarterback in college, 34 and two as a starter at Clemson. 90 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 18 rushing touchdowns. He's six foot six. He's got the blonde Adonis kind of hair. Um, he started very soon, even to his freshman year um, at Clemson. He's been 12 and 22 at Jacksonville. He's been much better under Doug Peterson than he was under first year coach Urban Meyer, you know, who was a disaster. But last year, um, 4,100 13 passing yards for Lawrence, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 95.2 quarterback rating, a one in one playoff record where they only where they lost to Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, you know, things are really looking up, I think, for in Jacksonville uh, for Trevor Lawrence, uh, other than maybe the fact that um, Lawrence was a spokesman for FTX crypto uh, currency and he's currently being sued uh, as part of a class action suit against the FTX corporate corporation but um other than that things are looking pretty good i think for for trevor lawrence why why would somebody take investment advice from like a 23 year old 22 year old kid anyway um but won't that be what they say in the their defense of the lawsuit i guess i think it's weird that they that there's that they sue the celebrity spokesperson for a thing anyway though that seems that seems strange maybe he had some sort of ownership in the group or yeah. something i'm not sure i didn't read that closely because I, I i i i my guys the ftx thing is mostly when i see the ftx sam bankman freed's problem then yeah. i don't know if there's anybody <laughs> else really involved but anyway well Lawrence... it, but, it, but it is a it is a common thing like the other other a lot of other yeah spokespeople for um cryptocurrencies that are being sued all over the place for Tom Brady and yeah. Yeah. I I I think it's strange that yeah. they're going after the face of it rather than the you know the heart of it. Well, a couple of years ago a lot of the NFL players wanted to take some of their salary in crypto and that hasn't uh panned out. The team well. should have been, you know, telling them, well, we don't want to do that, but it would have been better to do it the opposite way, just take it in gold. Uh, because at least yes. there's something real there. I, I I like the gold bugs a little better than I like the crypto bros uh, yes. in terms of their paranoia <laughs> and craziness. I think um, because at least we, we, as a society, we will value gold rather than some ethereal thing that can be taken away if our computer malfunctions. <laughs> we just lose. I guess, we, I guess that can happen money. with our bank accounts too, or whatever. But it's a it's a yeah. At least at least there's real money and it's insured by the FDIC and it's all these things that are um, helpful for us. But um, I, I tend to think of when I talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars backup quarterback, CJ Beathard from Iowa, I, I think of when I think of the kind of craziness, I think of a former Chiefs fifth round draft pick from about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago now, Ricky Stanzi from mm. Iowa, who mm. was a, a kind of um, 
right wing uh, blowhard uh, as a young as a young quarterback and didn't didn't pan out in the NFL. But uh, C.J. Beathard has stuck around a little bit longer, but he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine now. A twenty seventeen third round pick from Iowa by San Francisco. Gross. With Jacksonville since twenty twenty one, a two year starter at Iowa. Yeah. Uh, his best season was his 2015 junior year when Iowa was undefeated but lost to Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship and then lost in the Rose Bowl uh, to Stanford, who also was quarterback at that point by a fifth-round future Kansas City draft pick, Kevin Hogan. Do you remember Kevin Hogan? Hmm. Short-lived career of Kevin Hogan. Hmm. Uh, he, he actually started a game last year, uh, I believe, or recently, uh, for Tennessee. He was... Hmm. Uh, he played for Tennessee and Cleveland, but uh, he was supplanted by Tyler Bray uh, as the third quarterback uh, in yes. Tennessee before uh, before Mahomes arrived. Um, that was when Nick Foles and Alex Smith were the two um, top two quarterbacks, and then Tyler Bray beat out Hogan. But um, C.J. Beathard has started 12 games. Um, they were all for San Francisco from 2017 through 2020, replacing injured starters, Jimmy Garoppolo. Only two and 10 as a starter. Nick Mullins, we mentioned last week, did much better than Beathard, even though Mullins was the undrafted guy. But Beathard has managed to stick around, even though he um, hasn't been so great as a starter. But more touchdowns than interceptions, 18 touchdowns to 14 interceptions, 80.3 passer rating. So it seems like he's probably the backup Although the number three quarterback in Jacksonville is a very interesting prospect, I think. One of the most interesting in the whole league. Um, This is Nathan Rourke, uh, 25. He's a Canadian uh, player from Victoria, British Columbia. Mm. Um, He was a second-round CFL pick in 2020 by the British Columbia Lions. Um, But he actually played at Fort Scott Community College in Kansas and then Ohio University. under Frank Solich, who was the former Nebraska coach, who has been solid as Ohio University's coach for the last almost 20 years now. Um, he was a dual threat quarterback at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, which is only about three hours down the road uh, here. There's actually a Taco John's in Athens, Ohio, that I like to go to sometimes. It's the closest Taco John's to Frostburg, Maryland. Um, and, and, you, and you go there every Wednesday. I wish Taco Tuesday I could go, yeah. but so Taco Jones doesn't own the copyright of Taco Tuesday anymore. Did you see that? They had to relinquish it, or they did relinquish it because Taco oh. Bell was suing them. Um, and LeBron didn't get it? No, it's because Taco Jones owned it. I really, my, Taco Jones is my favorite of the uh, Mexican um, fast food establishments. I like the potato Olays. But, um, I love those so potatoes. I don't know if CJ, but I don't know if uh, Nathan Rourke was a fan of Taco Jones or not, but hopefully he was. But he averaged over 25 yards. 100 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions over three seasons as a starter. Also averaged about 900 yards rushing and 16 rushing touchdowns each year as a starter. So, And he has three bowl victories under his belt. The Bahamas Bowl, the Frisco Bowl. Do you know where, you know, what state the Frisco Bowl is contested? I'm going to guess it's not in California with Sam francisco which is not Fris- frisco texas it is frisco texas yes okay a suburb of dallas but yeah you're not supposed to call san francisco frisco they don't they don't they don't like it there apparently um but yeah frisco texas well they, actually- i mean it isn't you'd have to just like sort of like glide over some of the letters anyway <laughs> <laughs> put them together. It's an abbreviation you write it real fast yeah 
but uh frisco texas that's where the um fc dallas has its home games it, uh it, the frisco bulls played at that soccer stadium as is the fcs championship fcs championship game now uh is played in frisco texas but the other bowl that he won was the famous idaho potato bowl um so anyway he was the starting quarterback for the bc lions last year 25 touchdowns 10 interceptions 3300 plus yards he won the award for the best canadian player in the cfl last year almost the mvp of everybody but he was the best canadian player uh he actually worked out for 12 nfl teams this offseason including the kansas city chiefs before choosing jacksonville and his younger brother curtis with a k is the current ohio uh quarterback starter so I think Nathan Rourke is an interesting prospect because he was a solid CFL player and he um, had this kind of pick of what team he could play for. He decided mm-hmm. to go to Jacksonville. I like him as I again also because I think CJ Beathard's not very good. So I think Rourke could become the um, an interesting interesting project. Well, in their most recent uh, preseason game, uh, Beathard and Rourke took all of the snaps it looks like and it looks like we'll see who actually started Bethard started yeah um and then uh salary wise Lawrence is at 10 million for this year which is ninth highest of the AFC QBs mm-hmm. Bethard 2.1 million Rourke 750k I, I'm reading an article right now. There's no competition at backup quarterback, but it says statistically, Rourke has outperformed Beathard and most every other NFL quarterback this season. It's been a strong set of two games for the CFL's 2022 most outstanding Canadian, who's already made more than one highlight worthy play, reminiscent of Texas A&M's Johnny Manziel at times, which isn't probably a good uh, comparison given what happened with Johnny Manziel, but <laughs> Rourke has been. Um, in his first two appearances, he's been 19 of 29 for 220, 274, uh, 274 yards. He's also uh, passed for some touchdowns and run for 34 yards and a touchdown. So he's, um, I I think Rourke has a lot more upside than Beathard. And yeah, their their numbers are really similar in the most recent preseason game. There, uh, I mean, Rourke I guess slightly outplayed Beathard. Uh, Beathard was 12 of 20, 138 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Rourke was 10 of 12, 121 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So slightly higher rating, but, you know, not not enough really numbers to mean anything, though. So. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with your anti-Iowa bias and, and root against C.J. Beathard. And yeah, that's fine. Or Nathan Rourke, who played at Fort Scott uh, Community College just down uh, – uh, 69 highway right um, between here and the Oklahoma border between Kansas City and the Oklahoma border and I'm actually going to mention Fort Scott maybe later if I remember correctly but uh, we'll come back to that um, Fort Scott's going to come up again well it, it'll come up again in relation to a former Kansas City area player uh in miami skylar thompson who went to fort osage high school oh and fort osage apparently was replaced by fort scott at some point as a frontier outpost oh so i was reading about that earlier anyway 
Nice. But uh, do you want to talk about the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, let's do it. The fourth team in the AFC South, uh, alphabetically, but wanting to be the first place uh, team in the standings, finished second last year to the Jaguars, um, largely because their starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, was hurt. Um, he's been a very solid quarterback for them. He's 35 years old. He is a former 2012 first-round pick, number eight overall by Miami uh, from Texas A&M. Uh, he was six foot four, 34 wonder, like 4.58, 40 yard dash. So a lot of physical tools, smart ish, at least guy. Um, he started at quarterback only one full year at Texas A&M, but played wide receiver for a, for the Aggies for two and a half years before he became the starting quarterback. So he's a, he's a wide receiver converted to quarterback. He spent uh, parts of seven seasons in Miami he started all but one of those years, was injured in 2017. 42 and 46 as a starter in Miami, but 36 and 19 in Tennessee, including a season in 2019 where he had 117.5 passer rating to lead the league when he replaced Marcus Mariota as the starter. And the Titans would go all the way to the AFC, AFC championship game that year, losing to the Chiefs. Um, he was injured last year, but with Tennessee, overall, he's been very good. Uh, 89 touchdowns, 33 picks, 100 Point five quarterback rating, a two and three playoff record. Those two wins came in the year when they got to the AFC Championship. But um, you know the Titans were the number one seed in the NF in the uh, AFC two years ago. Uh, you know, so Tannehill, if he's healthy-ish, I think can you know lead the. I think the Titans are an overlooked team in terms of the playoff race, especially now they have DeAndre Hopkins, they have a receiver. Uh, top line receiver and a solid defense. Derrick Henry, of course, as a running back. I think, I think they're, um, you know, co-favorites at least in their division with with Jacksonville. I think it's really just a two horse race. But I think Tannehill's a pretty good um, quarterback if he's able to stay healthy and able to, you know, avoid the ravages of Father Time. Being and and Derrick Henry performs. And Derrick Henry, yeah, Derrick Henry performs. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal because they're a run-heavy team. So, mm-hmm. and the play action and, and yeah. yeah, um, but they the, the the Titans do have two backup quarterbacks that maybe are the future of a quarterback. One who was brought in this year, one who was brought in last year. Um, that is the, the probably the second quarterback on the depth chart is the this year's draft pick, Will Levis. Who's 24, second round draft pick, number 33 overall. So the first pick in the second round. Um, he played uh at Kentucky. He actually started at Penn State, where he was the backup to Sean Clifford uh for a while, who is the number three quarterback now, it seems like, in Green Bay in the worst of the quarterback situations. But um, in two years as a starter at Kentucky, he had almost six thousand yards passing, 46 touchdowns, but 25 interceptions. 65% completion rate. So he pretty good. Um, he was six before. He actually graduated from Penn State before he went to Kentucky. So maybe a smart guy with a he had a finance degree. Um, he actually I, I learned this about him today. Uh, he loves mayonnaise the way that Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. Um yes. he signed recently a quote lifetime contract with Hellman's. Uh and apparently it became <laughs> uh clear that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee in the morning is that i think that's so i don't like ketchup very much either i'm 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 a i'm a barbecue sauce person being from kansas city i think but um i think i like mayonnaise less than ketchup but i don't really care for either of those condiments 
but mayonnaise and coffee seems like that's like the most disgusting thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> but it's what uh Will Levis enjoys. And there's one other rookie uh in the NFL with a condiment deal right now, and that is Bijan Robinson, mm. who markets his own brand of mustard called Bijan Mustardson. I guess Bijan to play on Dijon and then yes. Mustardson instead of Robinson. So um, nice. You can find out. We can get some uh, Will Levis uh, branded uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. Oh, uh, Hellman's. Uh, do you know what it's? Co- you know what Hellman's is called? It's only called Hellman's, I think, in the eastern half of the United States, mm. or at least in uh, in the Pacific time zone. It's called something different. It's called Best Mayonnaise. It's not called no. Mayonnaise. And so the slogan when they say "Bring out the Hellman's, bring out the best," is is a is an homage to the best mayonnaise brand that they have in california so like in california at least maybe they do now it doesn't mean that it's good it's just called best it's just called best yeah well any mayonnaise is uh, it can be the best mayonnaise and still be terrible but like is it like great america the great american ballpark is not actually yeah it's just the because it's an insurance company yeah called great american insurance yes oh is it yeah yeah I'm looking up Hellman's right now on Wikipedia just to. Uh... Do they give it a clever name though to go along with the Will? It's called Best Foods, yeah. So the, yeah, the Will it's... Levis though is that not? They didn't come. Uh, I think he's the... just he's just a Hellman. Yeah, like, like, like Mahomes is part of the Hunt's ketchup line now. Like, yeah, he's, he's a spokesman for that. Um, Will Levis is for Hellman's. Yeah, Best Foods. Um, yeah, Hellman's brand is sold east of the Rocky Mountains, Latin America, Europe, and Australia. The Middle East, Canada, India, and Pakistan. The best foods brand is sold in the United States, west of the Rocky Mountains, in East Asia, Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand. Pretty sure it'll spoil if it crosses. And so Richard Hellman is from immigrated from Prussia to New York City, where he developed his mayonnaise. I do not know. Oh, I see. So Hellman's mayonnaise thrived in the East Coast by 1927. The California company Postum Foods, later Best Foods. Do you know what Postum is? It was this coffee alternative that was a caffeine-free alternative that was made from like charred like wheat or something. And it had a coffee-like flavor Hmm. and like kids could drink it. And uh, people drank Postum a lot. P-O-S-T-U-M. Anyway, the Postum company uh, became best foods introduced their own mayonnaise and then postum aka best bought hellman's allowing hellman to retire but they kept the name best in the in the west and hellman's in the east i guess mm. so um yeah anyway that's uh, but anyway, that's Will Levis. Uh, oh, the, right, right now, Will Levis is possibly injured. We don't really know what it is. He has a, quote, lower body injury, but it's supposedly not too serious. So, But it seems like he'll be ready to be the backup quarterback at the beginning of the season because it seems like he has passed Will. So Will Levis is 24. He's also passed uh, Malik Willis, who was drafted last year. Um, he's one month older than Levis. Third round pick in 2022 from Liberty. Uh Jerry Falwell's institution. He began at Auburn, uh, a 32 on the Wonderlick for uh, Malik Willis, so not too shabby. Uh, 17 and 6 record at Liberty over two years, 
5,000 yards passing, 47 yard, 47 touchdowns, 18 interceptions over those two years. Also about 2,000 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns over those two years. So dual threat quarterback. He started three games last year when Tannehill got hurt, but he didn't have a great rookie season. And this seems to be maybe why he has been pushed down on the depth chart and Will Levis was brought in. Um, he only had a 40.8 passer rating in those three games, three interceptions, 31 of 61 for 276 yards, but he did have one rushing touchdown, but uh, a one and two record. So he's probably the odd man out in terms of uh, a Tennessee, but um, still on the roster and still maybe some potential down the road as a developmental quarterback, but that's the Tennessee Titans. And uh, do you have any Titan commentary or should we wrap up the AFC South in this segment of our just really quick, I guess. Yeah, Tannehill's at $36.6 million for this year, number two paid quarterback in the AFC. Levis is at $1.7 million for this season. Malik Willis at $1.2. Did look like in the most recent preseason game, uh, Malik Willis played the entirety of the game and mm. was barely did anything, though. It was 10 of 17 for 85 yards. Yeah, and it's maybe because, well, you don't want to – Rest Tannehill and maybe Levis is hurt, so we're just gonna put Willis out there and yeah, but also not make him do a whole lot though either. So that's just kind of strange that he didn't like try to do too much at least. Anyway, I, they won 24-16 against Minnesota, so I guess maybe they weren't worried about it. They could get enough done on the ground, so it didn't really matter. But he, he did. I go. He did rush for ninety-one yards on eleven carries, so that's where. They kept it going anyway. Yeah, so yeah, ten, so he has that rushing element that um, Tennessee's a running, running team anyway, so maybe you want a running quarterback at some point. But um, right now it's Tannehill, I think. And I think if Tannehill's healthy, the, the, I think the Titans can be a, a solid team, especially in the AFC South, which only has two teams that are trying to win probably this year. Um, but that's our that's wraps up half of our AFC quarterback preview. And so that wraps up part two of this week's episodes of the Warning Trek Power Hour. We'll be back uh right now, very shortly for part three. So you can find that right now, or you can you can wait and listen to it or watch it whenever you feel like. But uh we'll be back with part three with uh the AFC North and AFC East quarterback situations for the 2023 season.